the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's about fracking time. And this is also to all of those establishment poor Republicans, like 90% of the Illinois Republicans. You see, they've allowed this kind of corruption, this go along to get along, this kind of politics instead of principle to destroy our state. It destroyed our city. It destroyed the county. Now it's destroyed the entire fracking state. And it's all you can do to keep out the Chinese Communist Party. This is what compromise looks like. It looks like New York, New Jersey, Illinois, and saddest of all, California. That's why when the Republican from California tells you about the virtue in financing the bankruptcy and collapse of our nation right here, scallywag whore who's never worked a day in his miserable life now go sit in the corner with the rest of the frauds and democrats who by the way celebrated you oh they were celebrating you today who was fighting for kevin mccarthy to be the speaker of the house let's go to one of the dumbest most obvious corrupt political whores this country's ever had and the dumbest politician from texas sheila jackson lee speaker i just came back and Spent the time with my constituents over the weekend and everywhere. Now, any constituent means that somebody voted for this morphodite who for 30 fracking years has voted against the principles of our nation. Sheila Jackson Lee, however, has been able to amass a fortune. Now, you could tell by the sound of her voice, she couldn't solve a crossword puzzle for $2,000. How did she make the money, Sheila? By front running policy, by selling policy. That's conservative. That's what Kevin McCarthy and these morons who do nothing but lie for a living. Chameleons. That's what they've allowed to happen to our country. Where I went and announced that the government was going to remain open because of the advocacy of Democrats. There was applause no matter what party, what affiliation they had. There was an applause. Now, what this dimwit is trying to allude to is that even those fools who call themselves Republicans in Texas, they were happy that the speaker worked all kinds of deals with Democrats and even the most corrupt. I just wanted to look back on yesterday. I think there was some confusion over the president's remarks the day before and um, when he referenced a deal. Do you have any more clarity about what the president was referring to in that situation? I mean, look, what we were, what we were um, really referring to is that the speaker's the speaker's uh mccarthy's public comments really that's not what you were applying to but you're the liar you're the spokes idiot the the most affirmative action 
dimwit that this uh, this White House has ever had, and they've had some beauties. We've got one on the Supreme Court. What she's referring to, what she's trying to cover up, is what was exposed by Matt Gates and others. Even though the short-term spending bill didn't include Ukraine aid, President Biden seemed to imply that a deal was made with Speaker McCarthy to pass future funding. This afternoon, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre didn't exactly offer any clarity when she was asked questions about it. Here was some of her exchange with CBS News Chief White House Correspondent Nancy Cordes. When I asked the president about the prospect of future deals with Speaker McCarthy, he said, you, we just made one about Ukraine. But it sounds like you're saying they didn't just make one about Ukraine. What I'm saying is that we know that there's bipartisan support, right, for Ukraine funding. But well, why would the president say that he made a deal if he didn't? I'm just saying that what we're seeing currently uh, from Congress is that uh, is that there has been, right, there has been overwhelming support. That is what the president said. Uh, majority of Congress showing overwhelming support. Is it possible the president made a deal that you don't I'm know just, about? I'm just saying that I'm not going to go beyond what the president said. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland joins us now. Scott, we have a lot to get to, but let's start there with this apparent Ukraine deal that President Biden may have struck with House Speaker McCarthy. Do you know if a deal was made? So we asked Speaker McCarthy that very question several times today, and he says no, there was no agreement to bring up Ukraine aid at a later date and guarantee its passage in return for what happened this past weekend, the deal to keep the government open. But that's in the bill. That's in what they passed because we are just finding out today what was exactly in it. It is astonishing to hear any colleague give Speaker McCarthy credit for moving on to the single subject appropriations bills. As you heard my colleague Mr. Biggs say, That was never the plan from Speaker McCarthy. The week before we moved on to those single-subject appropriations bills, the plan was another CR. He pitched a CR. They tried to get us to vote for a CR, and only when a brave few said, we are done governing by continuing resolution. We are here to eulogize the era of continuing resolution. We will not do it. We will not pass it. These bills can go. The spending may rise and fall as the years pass. But the notion that we're going to lump in the Department of Education and the Department of Labor with our military and our troops and our Border Patrol is fundamentally unserious, and I would suggest chaotic. We cannot do that. It was only because we forced that to happen. And by the way, if we continue with Speaker McCarthy, the appropriations process will go right back to what he wanted it to go back to. Just a sideshow. Just a puppet show. Just something to keep the hamsters on the hamster wheel as they continue to back people up against a calendar, centralize power with the lobbyists and special interests that move all kind of money through the leadership, And then that's how they get their way. And that's why the American people have been getting screwed decade after decade. And I'm not going to tolerate it anymore without a fight. After Barack Obama implemented a hamstrung, this nation with the most socialist agenda we have ever seen, it would have made that moron FDR blush. We rose up and sent something called the Tea Party. Who did we put in charge? Who did we put in charge? And what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the Tea Party candidates who lied to your face like Adam Kinzinger and that gypsy scam artist short in the pants Joe Walsh did absolutely nothing. This is the first time since the Ronald Reagan era that a politician did anything to give people who want to break up the duopoly of corruption any kind of hope. And you'll be browbeat. 
You'll be browbeat. Well, what are we going to do? You still have to worry about the Senate and you can't get the majority. That's how this government was intended to not work. It was never intended to fast track us into bankruptcy. Yesterday, we talked about when Barack Obama was elected. It was $10 trillion after his first year. $12.4 trillion. Now that sounds like a bargain. We can never get back to those levels. Why? Because we kept sending conservatives. What does it mean? What does the word mean? Because this country wasn't founded by conservatives. That means you wanted to conserve tradition, the status quo. This country was founded by people who broke that idea, broke the mold, and started the only country where we were supposed to be in charge and the government, the only entity in this country with restraints. Where are the restraints on government? They do not exist. And now you have to hope they don't target you. And that's what you're seeing with the most misused, really misused example of justice of the American law in Donald Trump being tried for deals he did 15 years ago or 10 years ago or six years ago. That's what it will lead to if we don't push back now. That's what only a few, I don't care if you call them Republicans, maybe we shouldn't. And maybe the cohorts of corruption who are all nervous on K Street now. Because obviously every single one of us, the real people that make this world go around, the ones who actually go and fight the wars, not the ones that profit from the corruption in it, and the ones who go to work every day, not the ones who want a handout and an increase in welfare. This was a win for us. Mr. Speaker, my friend from Oklahoma says that my colleagues and I who don't support Kevin McCarthy would plunge the house and the country into chaos. Chaos is Speaker McCarthy. Chaos is somebody who we cannot trust with their word. The one thing that the White House, House Democrats, and many of us on the conservative side of the Republican caucus would argue is that the thing we have in common, Kevin McCarthy said something to all of us at one point or another that he didn't really mean and never intended to live up to. Well, that's how somebody who never worked a day in his life acquires tens of millions of dollars like Diane Feinstein and her Learjet, her three homes worth $100 million and whatnot. See, that's what Kevin McCarthy idolized and envied. That's what just was given a speed bump today. I don't think voting against Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think $33 trillion in debt is chaos. I think that facing a $2.2 trillion annual deficit is chaos. I think that not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think the fact that we have been governed in this country since the mid-90s by continuing resolution and omnibus is chaos. And the way to liberate ourselves from that is a series of reforms to this body that I would hope would outlast Speaker McCarthy's time here, would outlast my time here, and would outlast either of our majorities. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. And the whole time we've been sold World War III, the, the, the most ridiculous example of insanity and war profiteering that we've ever seen called Ukraine and Russia, the former Soviet Union. What we knew beyond the shadow of a doubt is Ukraine was always referred to as the most corrupt government in the world. And in the meantime, we knew that everybody from George Soros to Barack Obama's administration, all profiteering, which is why that Fred Flintstone looking Pritzker is over there now licking her chops like a junkyard dog in a steakhouse because she understands exactly the kind of money that's going to be made. And what is the administration doing? Running cover for the corruption. That 
Kevin McCarthy and the go-along-to-get-along conservatives have funded four times since the Republicans supposedly took the House. And then on your first question, still no indication that there's been any kind of widespread corruption or, or inappropriate use of U.S. capabilities. As a matter of fact, I don't know who asked me before about expenditure rates, but, I mean, oftentimes the stuff that's getting to Ukraine, it's going hand to mouth. I mean, it's going hand to mouth. Hey, you stupid son of a dog. You've sent them more than the country earns in one year. You've sent them in months and you we actually created a brand new way to send it. And your own, Samantha Powers, brags about how we can send them money and finance the most corrupt government in the world instantaneously. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine. But it's totally unprecedented these this kind of scale of investment and we're talking in on long lines of about 15 billion dollars in in a sense cash to mm-hmm. the ukrainian government mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt mm-hmm. you know in 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 past years and past years you mean when george soros before the fall of the soviet union opened up institutions to steal money and keep the Ukrainian people as slaves to their government. The same government that for eight years was killing them and the Americans didn't give guts on ghoul. All of a sudden it became a scheme for them to really steal the money. And that's exactly what they did. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There's one pers- person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a and lot more patience. At the central case of the prima facie evidence to expose the most obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic this country's ever seen is the country Ukraine. They're the ones at the hub. We have the Burisma board. We have the payoffs. We have the bribery of policy. And every single so-called Kevin McCarthy supporter, conservative, told you to shut up and wait till it's over to find the money. Finally, finally, we weaken the Leviathan. That's what happened today. And they're going to tell you who's going to be speaker, and they still have the Senate. So what? Stand for something or bow for everything. And I ain't bowing for anybody. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We've created this Leviathan. We've created it because we've allowed people to lie to us, and we've accepted the lie when the reality is... The right answer to set this country straight is not going to be popular. You're going to need people that can stand before people who depend on the government corruption. And you're going to have them to to stand in a room full of thousands, millions, and say no. When's the last time a politician said no? That's what it's going to take. You're going to have to say no to the corrupt Sheila Jackson Lees, as she is the Pied Piper of the welfare roaches. To recognize that law enforcement would be paid, those at the border would be paid, the supplemental nutrition program that families so desperately need would be provided for, the women and children program that uh, would be provided for. But at the same time, uh, it's important to take note 
that we have passed draconian appropriation bills that sizably cut what families, working families need, the supplemental nutrition program, the WIC program, housing. And so we cannot continue on this route. We must find a bipartisan pathway to fund this government, recognizing... uh, Always and forever, more and more and more. Without ever deterring from the welfare warfare state, we've allowed the once country built on freedom and property rights to devolve in a duopoly of corruption where the Fabians versus the Marxists. Now, maybe we can break away, which is why reject when people call you a conservative. Reject when they assume you're a step and fetch vote for the Republican Party the way so many morons are as they destroy once great cities, counties and states like our own. Forms that I have heard some of the most conservative members of this body uh, fight for and some of the reforms that we've been battling for that I've even heard those in the Democrat caucus say would be worthy and helpful to the House, like open amendments, like understanding what the budget is. We have been out of compliance with budget laws for most of my life, most of many of your lives. And by the way, if we did those things... If we had single subject bills, if we had an understanding on the top line, if we had open amendments, if we had trust and honesty and understanding, there would be times when my conservative colleagues and I would lose, might be a few times when we'd win, there'd be times that we would form partnerships that might otherwise not be uh, really predictable in the American body politic, but the American people would see us legislating. These last few days, We've suspended the momentum that we had established the week earlier, where we were bringing bills to the floor, voting on them, staying late. You get something back when you stand for a principle. To side up with these betrayers, with these profiteers of policy, like Kevin McCarthy and 90% of the Republicans you know, who want to rule as Fabians rather than give freedom the way the country was intended. It is not supposed to be able to bankrupt us. There are supposed to be men of principle, yet where are they? Outside of Matt Gates and a handful of others in Congress. It's time to make the scallywags nervous. Jeff and Wheaton. Sean, your handsomeness is only exceeded by your intelligence. Are you celebrating today? Am I hearing a sense of optimism in your voice? Absolutely. It's about fracking time. I am so thrilled. I mean, what's the point? of having a Republican in there if he's just going to do the bidding of the Dems. This is a great day for us. And you pointed out another important thing. Ukraine aid. What about Hawaii? What about our countrymen? We're writing them checks for $700. And we're going to send this corrupt oligarchy so they can ride in a Rolls Royce? This is a great day. My pronouns are capital letter F and capital letter U to the establishment (laughs) Republicans. I love it. You're getting a shirt. You're getting a shirt. Give him a shirt. Bruno, 294. Holy cow, Sean. I am proud to be an American. Today is an awesome day. My God, Matt Gates and his crew. Uh, true patriots. This the Boston Tea Party. This is Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah. This is an unbelievable moment. I hope they don't select another speaker. No, I hope they days. take somebody who doesn't want to be because that's been the argument. Well, he doesn't want to be. Well, he doesn't want to. Too bad. Do you think the guys who fought off 
at that time, the most proficient, undefeatable military in the world, farmers with nothing but rifles and pitchforks. Yep. You think they wanted to do it? No. Sometimes you have to do things. So get somebody in there with the character and the understanding. I'll tell you what. I say Matt Gates should be the speaker. Bar none. I agree. He's the only one yep, that did I anything. Agree. Thank you, Bruno. There's two Sorry, for man. Matt Bye. Gates. Thank you very much. Dave and Niles. Sean, great show as always. They put Matt, McCarthy did this to himself. He put Matt Gates in a position, and those that are, are, are honest and with good integrity, they had to take a step aside. They had to go ahead and separate themselves, or they'd just be lumped in with these people. And if McCarthy wants to have fun and watch their heads spin around, he should use the term zero-based budgeting like Bailey Trussell did in Illinois. Love it very much. I love it, Dave. Thank you very much. And, you know, if you want things to actually change, or do you want to have a revival of fundraising like we did at the Tea Party, what did it fight back? What did it accomplish? Do you remember the speakers then, that drunken stumble bum, John Boehner, who's now the lobbyist for dope? Or how about that other idiot whose only other job was driving the Wienermobile? I wish I was making it up. Paul Ryan and his ditzy wife traveling around on her own plane with a dog and a Louis Vuitton purse. No, thank you. What was How's a guy who only drove the Wienermobile afford a castle in Wisconsin with a moat and his wife with a $5,000 dog carry purse? How does that work, squirrel? Corruption. K Street. Conservative. Not good enough for me. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Now, everybody was warning the people who wanted to tip over the apple cart of corruption. The conservatives who have done guts on ghoul. For 40 fracking years. What did you really do? I mean, really, what'd you do? You're celebrating Newt Gingrich, who brought to uh, William Clinton's desk in between interns a bill that he uh, ran on, he campaigned on anyway. Welfare reform. That's all. That's all you did. You celebrate mediocrity. And that's what happens when you lose faith. You lose hope. You realize that the Leviathan is just too corrupted to change. Today's big. And you'll be told, oh, now there's no speaker. Good. Now they can't do any more damage. And as far as fixing anything, what have they done in a year? And what'd you do in a year? You did nothing. And in the meantime, it's important that people understand exactly what's been going on. My colleague says we've passed the strongest border bills in history. Well, guess what? Look at the border right now. We didn't use sufficient leverage in the debt limit or in any other thing to actually get results on the border. The border is a disaster. Really something I don't think you're going to be campaigning on that you fixed the border. Second, you said you streamlined regulations. What the gentleman from Louisiana doesn't tell you is that all of the regulatory reform he was just bragging about is waivable by the stroke of a pen of someone in the Biden White House. Do you really think you got anything for that? It's a total joke. And then finally, the welfare to work that the gentleman from Louisiana said we got. The welfare programs that they said that they streamlined with their welfare to work stuff, they're actually going to grow. Because while they did work requirements, they blew out those programs with expanded eligibility. I'm real glad you guys didn't put work requirements on Medicaid. It probably would have resulted in Medicaid. And I had the welfare roach on, Shalea Morgan. The welfare queen. Every day I have her on. I gave you a break today. Thought we could celebrate. Where she's bragging about the massive expansion that was built in as we pretended there was even hope for a shutdown. Now there finally is. Now they can't do any more damage, at least for a little while. And hopefully 
we get somebody like Matt Gates, if not Matt Gates, who understands exactly how to knuckle under gangsters of this Marxist mafia because he's not in with the cohorts of corruption, the Fabian conservatives who stand for nothing, who accomplish nothing except campaign speeches, and they raise a lot of money. I think Kevin McCarthy raises a lot of money. That's why you shouldn't give any until they until they listen to our demands for a change of trajectory. Kevin McCarthy stands for nothing, and now he should go stand with the people who will miss him. That we do have a, a deficit created by the past administration, and that we have been dug out of poverty because yes. of Biden's uh, American Rescue Act that cities have depended on. There we go. All right, let's go to line. Don in Elmhurst. Don, Hello, John. How are you, Don? Yeah. I just want to say thanks to Matt Gates for a good thing that he did. And he got rid of that smug son of a... Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. That arrogant, ignorant bust out. Never worked a day in his fracking life. And do you know what's aggravating? He knew that 99% of Americans forgot that he was the chief of staff of that other scallywag whore who was at the center of Rubbergate. When these political whores were bouncing checks, his boss that he used to work for bought cars and paid for hookers and the whole nine yards. And we the people covered it up because there's a rule in Congress that congressmen can't have a check returned for no assets. So they were bouncing checks. It's called a Rubbergate scandal. Take a look at it. It's in the 80s. And Kevin McCarthy was his lapdog. These these political whores and these career politicians make me sick to my stomach, which is why I don't call myself a Republican. And what Matt Gates did is he honored people who are disgusted with the culture of corruption that's destroyed our country. Guys like me and you and the people who actually work and are honest. This was a big day, Don. Now go to the Elmer Cigar House and buy a cigar. Will you please? Thank you very much. Got to keep the doors open. Jim, Crown Point. Hey, Paisano, you're on fire today. Thank you. Finally uh, a good day. Yeah, yeah. In 2008, somebody likened John McCain to being a second-rate fireman and Barack Obama as a first-rate arsonist. And that's what we've been living with all these years. All these Was that Buckley before he died? Was that Buckley right before he died? I think it was. I remember yeah, correctly. So, and you know what they did to that poor guy? Here's a guy that, yeah. that that started a movement, and he used a word that I disagree with, that I rarely ever even acknowledge, conservative, because it doesn't mean anything. And he, he built this house of, 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 of really a Trojan horse of principles. And in it is the scallywag political whores, in abundance, from Kevin McCarthy to 90% of every Illinois Republican, in particular, the former heads of the Republican Party who are now lobbyists. This is the middle finger to every one of these low-life rat scumbags who've gotten rich by never working a day in their life but by corrupting our government. Thank you very much, Jim. Appreciate the call. George Naperville. Sean, I'm noticing on all the news programs, they're always referring to Hunter as the president's son. And the only pictures they're showing of him is in cap and gown when he was in high school. Do you think they're trying to soften his image? George, I have a book that was given to me by somebody here at the station. What's the name of the book? Uh, it's BLM, Biden Laptop Matters. It's, the, uh, it's all of the evidence. It's, in, it's, in, it's like an encyclopedia of what this scumbag had on his computer. And when you see... Just the kind of disgusting, whoremongering, crack-smoking, degenerate pig that he was. 
you realize the whole fracking thing's a scheme. This guy never, he's another guy. He's a front. And I'm, I'm starting to understand why guys who were elected to Congress, I've met a couple of these guys, and they, they get elected and they may even believe for a brief minute in the principles that uh, the people elected them for. And they go to this Caligula for nerds, Washington, D.C., and they're immediately, they're immediately walked through the course of corruption that is our government. And they never pass anything. They barely do anything except spend the vast majority of their day shaking down rich people, poor people, and companies. This is, this is why it has to come to an end. We will not survive this if we do not make a stand. And now is the best time to make a stand. Mike and Hammond. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. Yeah, I was never for uh, McCarthy being speaker. How can you put a guy a speaker, whether it's California, Illinois, or New York, and he's a conservative, in charge? He's, he's had his whole life of bended knee, given up, compromising, never standing for anything. Words are dangerous. Yeah, there is no compromise with corruption. There's just an agreement to be corrupt. And this is what our government has been turned into. There is no compromising with the culture of corruption that they advocate for, that Sheila Jackson Lee and the rest of the idiots advocate for. It's about, you know, it's amazing thing what we're seeing here. We either take advantage of the obvious collapse of communism in America called Democrat areas. We either show the people, the people who wouldn't learn, look at stupid, look at the quality of life in the former great cities, look around the country. What's the common denominator? And we rub their face in it like a dog that refuses to pay attention. Because if we don't do it, you're going to do it to every part of the country. Just one more thing was what happens next? Because I don't want McCarthy in. And if we can't come to an agreement of who takes over the spot, what happens in the House of Representatives? I'm I'm asking you because I don't know. Well, first of all, nothing until they get a speaker, which is great. Do you realize? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes people... Sometimes people call for their abuser to help them. This is what we would be calling for if we asked for settling on a, on a, on a corporatist fraud like McCarthy as speaker. Because it, if we get another person, it might as well be a Democrat house. It doesn't matter. Kevin McCarthy rubber stamped the spending into bankruptcy. Rubber stamped it. He gave us a facade of change. He never, there were always outs and back doors, signatures that could disqualify things we celebrated, border policies. He didn't do anything in a year. So it doesn't matter unless we get somebody of principle. And then what they can do is advocate why everybody should stand on principle. And because, you know, you do realize this happens to people on the Democrat side. They send these guys here who pretend, okay, we're not going to go along to get along. They get there, they become AOC. So maybe this will be something that will really attract people who are disenfranchised from the Democrat side as well. You see, at least you can say you stand for something. Otherwise, you're on a tilt a world of corruption by idiots like Eric Adams. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. But we have made it clear there should be a decompression strategy. What? you? Hey, you fracking moron. You D-student morphodite who cannot spell or give you a definition of one word in that sentence. You want the borders open as your official policy, but you want a decompression? What's, What's a decompression, you stupid son of a dog? that we could properly deal with the volumes that's coming into our city. And- what? That's Democrat speak for we need the border closed. There's too many people here, but I need to fluff the policy because I'm a corrupt communist hybrid. That's not good enough for anybody. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists. 
are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I cannot remember the last time something good happened outside of 2016. And we had a couple, three, but I mean, ever since just the communist flu, it's been a real beating. Finally, a ray of hope, Angela, Wisconsin. I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you said it out loud. Here's the. What uh, about the communist bastards or, or, or about a ray of hope? Either uh, one. The whole thing. All right. The last time something that gave me this feeling was uh, November yeah. 9, 2016. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the web. The website that covers the laptop, the filthy laptop, is MarcoPoloUSA.org. That's it, That's it okay. Angela. Marco, yes, sir. Listen, I keep this on my door. Whoever, any individual that comes to my door sees this and a couple other things. But you know what? As far as today goes, evil is powerless unless good people are not afraid. Oh, I That's love part it. Of the idea that we were being told by, 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 by decent people, you know, you know, there's no other option, and what are you going to do? Are you out of your freaking mind? There, the, the, nothing is better than this. Nothing is better than Kevin McCarthy. So when people say, oh, what are you going to do? I don't care. Right now, I don't care, because today, this afternoon, tomorrow, and, for, and until they appoint somebody who's, who who's stabs me in the back, I'm better off than I was yesterday. So that's the way to look I at it. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. Tomas, Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos, boy, did you throw an important little one-liner out there. So we're, we're always hearing them talk about compromise and making deals, and boy, did you lay it out. If you're compromising with someone that's corrupt, then all you're doing is feeding into the corruption. You're agreeing to be corrupt. This is the, this is the bastardization of our language, where we've allowed Marxist, communist, government supremacists to use words. They're not liberal. Liberal wouldn't, wouldn't pass laws to control behavior. They wouldn't uh, pass extortion costs. They would never pass the kind of manipulative backdoor nationalization of our lives. These are not liberals. These are Marxists. The, the, the other side of that coin is Fabian socialists are not conservative. This is the argument I've had since the beginning of getting into, into politics. The establishment Republican whores and pimps look at you and me as if... We're just too stupid for freedom. We're just too stupid for American principles. Sure, we need the lipstick on a pig. You have to lie to us. Give us a little, sure, we're going to work on that. We'll put it on a committee. We'll bring it up. We'll wrap it in a bill. It's not good enough for us. All of these atrocities, omnibus bills, it's all normal now. This None of this was intended to be our government. None of it. Kevin McCarthy would have stood on the side of the king. During the revolution, just like 90% of the people who pretend to be conservative, which is a word that means compromising with corruption to me. To me, that's what it means. So don't call me one. Don't don't ever say, oh, you're a conservative Republican. Get the hell out of here, you red bastards. And that's the beauty of America. You don't have to be anything. And until we get that individuality back, we're going to be lost in the quagmire of corruption. That is, unfortunately, the last what, 100 years? Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. Finally got some good news, huh? Finally. Yes, I did. Finally. Yeah. I feel like I feel uh, like one of Hunter Biden's uh, uh, stripper girlfriends when he doesn't show up. Whew. Go ahead. <laughs> now, now that we got rid of this front of a speaker, 
who wasn't going to do anything for the American people but go along with these uh, these criminals we call uh, Democrats. Uh, I want to agree with you 100%. I think Matt Gates, if there's any way that he could get in there to be speaker, I think he knows that now is the time. And when he says enough is enough, I think he'll do something about it. Yeah, and, and if he doesn't want it, then off. grab somebody who isn't in the system. I nominate Larry Clayman. Ooh, that'll get some people nervous. It's time we flip the apple cart over. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so my next guest, it's been too long since I talked to him. First time I talked to him, I really liked him. I still have his book on my shelf at home. He was uh, actually received the Republican Party nomination for South Carolina to run for Congress. He decided to uh, be more impactful and write about righteousness. His new book, Crime, Inc., How Democrats Employ Mafia and Gangster Tactics to Gain and Hold Power. It's out today. He is Vince Everett Ellis and Vince Thank you for joining me. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excuse me. I'm coughing on a cigar I smoked three hours ago. Uh, I was wondering, tell me a little bit about the book. Well, um, the, the book Crime, Inc., it uh, explains how the Democratic Party, of course, uh, uses mafia against tactics. And it asks the question, does the Democrat Party make, um, make uh, criminals or do criminals make the Democrat Party? Uh, the chicken and the egg thing. Well, I, I compare... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I, I, I compare uh, the, the uh, Democrat Party to the mafia, the triads, the, uh, and all these, these other groups of Crips in the blood, and show that they use the very same tactic to gain and hold power. So um, the, the, the first chapter talks about how each one of them came from a foreign influence. Uh, the Crips in the blood, uh, you know, they, they, uh, and, 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 and MS-13, they all came from South America. You have the mafia came from Italy. Uh, well, you have the Democratic Party came out of Moscow. With, with the Marxism and uh, the communism. I also show how they use false piety. You know, they act like they're all Christian and they're Catholic. And you got Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, the biggest hypocrites in the world, uh, the, with the mafia and the uh, triads are the same way. They act like they're very pious. Talk about how they groom children. Uh, they, the, these gangs start young. They grab them in the streets and they teach them how to be mobs. They teach them how to... Uh, uh, being the Crips in the blood, where the Democrats use our public education system to do the same thing. So each chapter just shows how they're hand in glove in their tactics, how they steal elections, how they control the unions, how oh, they yeah. intimidate people, how they control and bribe politicians, all of that, how they, how they use conspiracy. So well, they are a criminal organization and they're an evil organization, and we need to run them, we need to run them out in 2024. You know what's interesting to me is, number one, I've, I've, I've said this for as long as I can remember, that this is the, the mafia is not two Italian guys talking about the spread of Monday night football. It's the, the politicians who use the rule of law to, do, to, to gain the same, the same uh, benefits of organized crime. And the way that they do yeah. it is actually more diabolical. 
because what right. they do is take away your humanity. But it also it also is part of the society's problem because they adopt the mindset of a slave. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. I grew up with this mentality or, or watching it. And when you're dealing with with organized crime figures or the the mindset that they have, everything is theirs. And what's mm-hmm. yours is what they allow you to keep, what they don't take right. from you. And as you yeah. start to be a young man and you earn money and you realize what it's like to earn money honestly, to navigate mm-hmm. business honestly, that's exactly how the government in America, in particular in these Democrat mafia strongholds, that's how they view you. You're allowed to do things if they let you. If they let you, right. if they give you the grace to do it. And that has that is not what founded this country. So it's funny the mindset of the citizen that we've watched changed over the course of these 247 years. Well, that's what they do. And, and it's gradual. They humiliate you into it. They, they beat you. They knock you down. They take from you and make you have to come from the dead. See, the mob never wants you to ever pay off the debt, do they? They always no. want you to pay a little bit down and a little bit down. They always want you to keep coming back to them. They don't ever want you to get off drugs. They want to keep you on. Yes. They, they, they don't ever want you to leave the prostitutes alone. They want you to keep coming back. So they hook you, and, they, and then they demoralize you. They beat you down. They slap you around. They, they make you crawl. And the government does the same thing. Uh, you know, street money, uh, making you go to the schools that want to educate you, you know, um, uh, uh, sexually grooming your children. Uh, putting, taking God out of schools and putting porn in, putting drag queens in schools, having shaking their behinds in children's faces. This is a party <clears> that <throat> that that has made murder legal. Why hits? Just like the mob. Oh, it's you know, it's Planned Parenthood. It's so they funny. Planned Parenthood. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny you bring this up, and I'll tell you why. I don't sleep. I, I have off hours. My producer hates it because she leaves her phone on and I email her at three in the morning, two thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was I was doing this today, and I I found the lobbying organization called Emily's List. And Emily's List is a diabolical organization that's only really been around since the 80s. And the entire organization is set up. Now, when you hear the name, you know, you think, okay, Emily's List, what does it stand for? Well, it turns out it doesn't stand for the tragedy of a young woman or a lady who fought oppression. It stands for early money is like yeast. Is it it unbelievable? So they're cultivating like a gangster. And their yeah. their policy running, their, their their buying policy to steer and control the flow of money, and to guarantee that Planned Parenthood and, right. and ba- the murder people. of babies is in perpetuity yeah. in this country. It's unbelievable. Right. They they raise money to kill people. That's what the mafia does. Yes. Give me the money, and I'll do a hit for you. And then they kick up to the big guy, to the big mob. So the so then the Planned Parenthood gives money to whom? The Democrat Party. Oh yeah. So the Democrat Party gives them money. And it's money laundering. Same thing again. See, the teachers' union. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they, they give money to the teachers' union. Teachers' union give money back to the Democrat Party. It's money laundering, too. They, they are hand in glove, the same thing. This is a party of, 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 of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti Christian bigots. Yeah. Stop they it. You're making me homesick for Chicago. You're reminding me of the downtown Chicago area where you cut it out. Well, well brother, look. <laughs> John F. Kennedy stood in front of the Berlin Wall in the 1960s and say, people that think that communism is great. Let them come to Berlin. Well, I say if you think that the Democrat Party is great, let them come to Chicago. <laughs> let them come to Detroit. Let yeah. them come to, to Washington, D.C. Let them come to Philadelphia. Let them come to L.A. Let and, them come to anywhere where these people rule. They are a death machine. I did a documentary. I don't know if you saw it, Sean. I called, did. Will you go to hell for me? Yeah. Listen. Will you go to hell for me? And here's the thing about it. 
I showed it here in Lynchburg, Virginia, to a crowd of almost 1,000 mostly white people, standing ovation. They showed it in Memphis, Tennessee, to a, a, a crowd of 12,500 black people at World Overcomers Church, another standing ovation. Why? I told them that the Democratic Party's job is to keep black and white Christians divided, and they use the black preacher, the black civic organizer, and the black politician to do their dirty work, and they pay them for it. And they make us fight one another. And when we fight one another, these liberals stay in charge and they run this government. Yeah. We have to come together. The church is not going to do it. The politicians are not going to do it. It's going to be Christian businessmen, Jewish businessmen, Muslim businessmen that believe in the book and believe that we have to come together to run these liberals out of government because they're nothing but murderers. They are nothing but liars, and they're a bunch of perverts. Look at what yeah. they're doing in the public education system right now, man. Vincent, drag queens in, especially women, children. They're crazy. Well, once again, I'm going to refer to Chicago, where so many of the uh, Chicago uh, Democrat women will confuse a dog and a young child anyway. But here's the thing, Vince. Uh, we get along with each other in the real world. This kind of anxiety between people is only really here because politicians told us it was there. This isn't something that we deal with. I've been alive for 55 fracking years. I never needed a politician to tell me how to interact with anybody. I certainly don't it's need them how to tell me how to educate my child. I don't need them for anything. But why do you think so many Americans today feel they need the acceptance, the approval, and the money from government? Now, what has changed from 30 years, 20 years, even so, so recently as 15 years ago? Because what they did, we were wired up to believe in God and believe that our rights were unalienable, that they came from him, and that there were some rights that we had the government could not touch. We depended on him. Then government comes in, run God out of school. So our Declaration of Independence say that our rights were unalienable, that they came from God, that we, and that we, uh, we, we, we live by his divine providence. Well, you can't talk about God in public education now, then, can you? So, so what do our rights come from? You can't tell the children they come from God. You got to tell them that they come from government. And so these children grow up in a world where God doesn't exist, and they believe that government is supposed to take care of them, and they become demoralized, and they, and, 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 and they, and they have an option to serve two masters, one or the other, and they choose the master of government. And the master of government always leaves a void in you. you know, it tears you down, yeah. and it destroys you. And these children have that void. This is why you have so many murders. They tell them to kill their children. They tell them to hate one another. They, talk, they tell them about white supremacy. Listen, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had some type of some type of celebration for hip hop music last yeah. week. Yeah, I saw. And Joe Biden made a fool of himself. Now listen, hip hop music got the nastiest stuff in the world. Call black people an N word. Yeah. Call women the B word, the W word, the worst stuff. MF, you name it, is in there. Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, <laughs> and they hold these people up and elevate them in front of the world. And when black and white children look at that. And you have the president of the United States of America and the first black woman president saying, these are good people. They're not showing yeah. you astronauts. They're not showing you businessmen. They're showing you the nastiest pornographers yeah. in the history of the world and well, telling you this is who you should emulate. This is why you have what you're talking about. And, you know, it's funny because what they're showing you is low character. Now, low character sure. can, can have a lot of money can have a lot of fancy things, but it's still low character. And this is what we have character. we have elevated, you know, in this society. But there's something that they I find who they are. I mm-hmm. find sickening, too, because um, I was lucky enough to be raised by people with character. And I went to a school in the uh, Chicagoland area that had a lot of people that were not all Caucasian. And one thing that was 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 astonishing is that to watch the pride 
of those kids who were given the self-respect from somebody. It wasn't necessarily two parents. By the way, I talked to you. I wasn't raised in a two-parent home, but I had one mm-hmm. good parent. But you, they raised with a certain form of self-respect where you would right. never turn to welfare. You would never do it. And, and you know, it's funny. Right. I watched these kids back in the 80s I went to school with. The vast majority, if not all, very successful individually. When you look at American black people, if you took up, if you added up the income, they would be the fifth wealthiest nation in the world. How has the corrupt government who has really abused people who've trusted them? These Democrats sewer areas are the worst place in the world to live. How have they been able to mesmerize the black community the way they have, in your opinion? Well, just hold your hat, man. It can't start with Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. brought these Democrats, these liberals, into the black church. And he turned our, our, our number one institution over to them. He turned the black church into a Democrat lackey. He started it. Matter of fact, Martin Luther King Jr. was excommunicated from the black church in 1961 uh, for trying to do it. They got to fighting. He tried to take over the National Baptist Convention. They got to fighting on the floor. And he killed a preacher in the process. They killed a preacher on the, on, on the Baptist floor. Uh, on the floor. And he started his own religion. They called it the Progressive National Baptist Convention. Look it up. Yeah. In my documentary, I talk about it. And in my, in, in my book, Crime Inc., I talk about it. So then what happens? So King starts using his religion to press and, and guide black people to these Marxists and to these uh, uh, communists. And in his I Have a Dream speech, he started it when he said, 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That is a lie. I was born free. Yeah, my freedom is a gift from God. It's unalienable. It's irrevocable, non-transferable, and unsellable. King told us five times in that speech that we were not free. He ended it by saying, "On some certain day, we'll be free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last." No, I'm already free. Yes. So he took black people and put them in a retrogression, and then he started saying that we need to be apologizing for the color of our skin because he said, "I dream of a day that one day I won't be judged by it." I don't care if you judge me by the color of my skin. That's your problem. You put your hands on me, exactly. you're going to have another one. Exactly. So, <laughs> but you're you a man. Walk around. You know, this is the problem. You want me, you want me, yeah, you want me to walk around saying uh, to a racist now, not a, not a, a racist, sir, uh, uh, will you overlook the color of my skin, please, sir? I, I overlook the fact that I'm black. Never me. He <laughs> told us, look, they tell us to disarm ourselves, which is not a Christian virtue. Yeah. So Martin Luther King Jr. walked around here turning us, telling us to beg the government. Uh, and, and then this is the one thing, worst thing that he did. Do you know that the, that, that the first recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award yeah. in 1966 was Martin Luther King Jr.? Yeah, and I know yeah, she spoke to the Klan at least twice on two occasions. She was a rabid right. racist. She started the Negro Project in yeah. order to take black The Planned Parenthood was designed to take out black people. And Martin Luther King Jr. helped us set up uh, 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 abortion clinics in the black community. Yeah. This is all in Crime, Inc. And then King I, did maybe the worst thing he ever did. He was the one that was responsible. They want to put it on LBJ's great society. No, it was King that demanded that LBJ put the man in house clause of welfare. Yeah, David you know Darrell writes about it in his book. It was King that said, we want the man out the house before a woman could get welfare. And the black community went from 80% of their children being born in wedlock, 80% being born out. This is all in Crime, Inc. This yeah. is why your, your, your listeners need to get it. Go to VinceEllison.com. VinceEllison.com. Well, look I, at the trailer for my documentary and buy Crime Inc. I have to tell you, I have 25 lies on my bookshelf. I've read it. It's a you fantastic book. And it's just as good. It's a, it's a fantastic book. And what I love about your perspective is you're, you're, 
if you listen to government, you're supposed to have the exact opposite perspective. You're supposed to be all in on this government supremacy. And you've been standing strong against it. After all, you're one of the few people in this conversation who can say he was born on a plantation in the South. I got off of it. And everybody in my family got off of it because we believe in America. I was on uh, Armstrong Williams show last night with a bunch of jokers begging the government and this, 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 and that, the other. I told them, you get a job and you work. And if you have a skill that people need, you'll never be hungry. A good cook. A good mechanic, a good bricklayer, a good electrician will always have a job. Yeah. A, a, an, an illegal alien can come across a Rio Grande today and make more money in six months than the average black man in America can make in one year. We make the lowest income of anybody in America because we believe in thinking, thinking from the black preacher, the black politician, and most black civil rights organizations. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. And Jesus said, you will not get good fruit from a rotten tree or, or, or bad fruit from a good tree. Each tree and its fruit will be after its own. So when you look at the black community, you have to decide if the fruit is rotten, the tree was rotten. What was the tree? The civil rights movement, the yep. black church, and these black politicians. And we have to, and the Democrat Party, the evilest institution in the history of the world and the greatest criminal enterprise that has ever existed. And we need to look at them as criminals. And Crime Inc. will tell you to look at them as criminals. Because that's exactly who they are. Everything that is evil should be outlawed. And the Democratic Party is evil. He is Vince Everett Ellison. Now, last time we talked, I told you I wanted to have a cigar with you. We never had the cigar. So now... I wish we could, man. Now I'm buying you dinner, and we're going to have the cigar. You've got to let me know if you're in South Florida or if you're in Chicagoland. You've got to stay in touch with my producer because I, I, I want to spend some time with you. I, want, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed your book that you sent me, 25 Lies. I cannot wait for the new book, Crime, Inc., you are a blessing to the today. nation. It, I, it, it, it drops today. It drops today. All right. Well, October you're, you're third. You can go. You can go on Amazon right now and buy. It'll be. You'll have it in two days. All right. I'm done. I'm doing it right during the commercial break. In the meantime, thanks for making yourself available and thank you for bringing uh, your perspective to the to the forefront. It needs to be there. He is Vince Everett Ellison. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. And go to vinceellison.com. Check out the trailer to uh, Will You Go to Hell for Me and Buy Crime Me. Love it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Cause I'm a gangster of love, baby. Man, oh man, the establishment. They're going to have a rough night. Or will they? Will they rebound? I mean, they fought hard to keep this scallywag in a position of power. Yet now, we are faced with the threat that a Republican will move to vacate the Republican Speaker of the House. It will only require four other Republican members to join the Democrats to achieve this result. The immediate effect will be to paralyze the House indefinitely because no other business can be taken up until a replacement is elected, just when we are on the verge of completing the appropriations process that, in turn... Everything is is today. What they did for a year. What'd you do? Hey, dummy. What did you do? We'll finally initiate discussions with the Senate that are vital to change the dangerous path that our country is on. As if they, they, they're victims of, of, of their own history. You perpetrated this fraud, you moron. You bailed out. You funded, what, $7 trillion in a year of debt? I cannot conceive of a more counterproductive 
and self-destructive course than that. Really? Come and take a look at Illinois. Come and take a look at California. I wonder where this Republican fraud is from. Go take a look at New York. That's what compromise looks like, you moron. What do you stand for? I can't help but notice a little anger in his voice. Let's do an open secrets on money into the politician. What's his name? That's not a good name to say. McClintock? I don't like him. The supreme irony is that this is being initiated by self-described conservatives. No, 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 no. This is, they're self-described people who fight for freedom. This is the Freedom Caucus. Liberty. Principles of Americanism. You conservative morons with your side parts and your Brooks Brothers suits, you're the cohorts of corruption that got us here, dimwit. Do they honestly believe that when the Democrats side with them to remove a Republican speaker, that they will then side with them to name a more conservative replacement? Of course not. Then we'll have nobody. Then my offer to you is this. Nobody. And I know you're not going to agree with somebody who wants to upset the apple cart. Because I'm guessing, without even looking at open secrets, I'm guessing you're worth millions and never worked a day in your life. Huh, Brooks Brothers? Expansion. And when it comes to how those raise money, I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have, oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. Finally, somebody in power, somebody talks about something and somebody did something. Now, McCook. McClintock, whatever, go stand in the corner with the Democrats and McCarthy, moron. Don't ever lecture me on financial responsibility or what the principles of this nation is. Because you've been sitting there getting awful old. You've been sitting there getting awful rich, pretending to be doing something. You've done nothing. Anybody who sat in this government for the last 15 years as we've allowed... 537 people. That's the Congress, the Senate, and the two idiots pretending to be at the head. Bankrupt our nation to the tune of 33 trillion we admit to, 200 trillion, and we don't want to think about. You're done giving advice. Max, Kerry. Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you? I'll tell you what, um, I listen to your show every day on the way home. I love it. Your enthusiasm is just fantastic. Thank but you. I'll tell you what, how can an average person, what can we do out here to make sure that we get Matt in that chair? He's got to know, know that if, people want him. Listen, He's got, is there email? Life, life, is everybody in, can do. life is individual and what you can do. He's under attack as we speak. Right now he's under attack. In fact, Honey Bunny, did you load that clip I sent of him? All right, we're going, we'll get it on the board. But he's, he's being ostracized as we speak tonight. He'll be attacked. I'm, the other members of the Freedom Caucus, Caucus will be attacked. So my, my information, you know, what I'm going to advise anybody is keep your powder dry, number one, and let's see what develops over the course of the next week. But, I, you know, the way that I support these guys is we talk about them, we espouse their virtue, and I don't give money to parties, and I don't really give money to people unless I really know exactly what they stand for. And that's the, that's the right answer. Anybody who, who does a radio show that tells you to give money to the Repu- Republican Party, and in my opinion... Isn't somebody I'd waste right. the time on. 
Not me. I'll go listen to, to music before I listen to that bulldung. In the meantime, what? I want you to hear what he's going through right now. Just hold on. I'm not going to hang up on you, Max. To be clear, I tried to get one of the three podiums on the Republican side, and y'all wouldn't let me have them, so you sent me over here. But you know what? I'll make this argument at any desk in this building, from the well, from the chair. I'll make it on every street corner in this country that Washington must change. That's the message. And the and the McClintocks and the and the McCarthy's and the establishment whores, the frauds who've never worked and are all worth tens of millions of dollars, shut their mouth and be nervous because I would rather have an opponent than a traitor. And that's the philosophy you and me and good people have to adopt because we've been betrayed by our representatives. And it's time that we bring them to their knees. Do you know how excited I get when the establishment Republican whores and lobbyists from Illinois contact the the management here at the studio and try to get me pulled off the stage? I love it. It must be how these dimwits feel on Viagra. I wouldn't know. I don't need it. And my wife knows that uh, orgasm is not a planet next to Pluto, unlike their wives. In the meantime, this is what you have to do. It's going to be ugly. And it's going to be messy, but I'd rather have the government unable to do anything rather than spend me yes. into perpetuity and, and betray my trust. I'll tell you what, I can't remember a, a day. It's been so long that I've been in a better mood on the way home because of what just what just happened. That says so, it all. Uh, we got to keep it rolling. Thank you, Max. I couldn't agree more. And it's fun to watch what Matt Gates is going through, even after the victory, by the establishment, because the Leviathan will protect itself. Believe me, he will be ostracized. He will be cut off of the committees. The GOP, led by Mitt Romney's niece, if that isn't funny enough, you want to talk about open and notorious corruption, they're nervous tonight, and they should be. They should also be driven out of business, like their corruption has done to so many honest businessmen in this country. We have to break the cycle. We have to break the fever. And I would hope... Truly, that the reforms that we are fighting for are reforms that would last and be embraced and that would democratize power in this institution beyond the privileged few who back us up against shutdown politics and and Christmases and deadlines in order to achieve their objectives. Mr. Speaker, high inflation is on the verge of bankrupting American families. Nobody talks to that. The Republicans, what do you do about I mean, what do you really do? You cut backroom deals with Joe Biden? You cut backroom deals that we all know is the most obvious asset of enemies to my country. And I'm talking about the worst of the worst, from the oligarchs in Ukraine to the Chinese Communist Party. And they run around and they raise money from me and you by calling him corrupt, by having this imitation, this facade of doing something. They didn't want to do anything. And the fact that Kevin McCarthy was cutting a backroom deal over the weekend, that tells you all you need to know. And as you're inundated, with the idea that, oh, we should have went along to go along. Remember who we're talking about here. Even though the short-term spending bill didn't include Ukraine aid, President Biden seemed to imply that a deal was made with Speaker McCarthy to pass future funding. And if it wasn't for the dimwit, unable to keep a secret or a thought in his head, he would have got away with it. Who's the bigger scumbag? Joe Biden, who always has been a Democrat scumbag? Or Kevin McCarthy, who told you he wasn't? Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, uh, there, there's talk out there of, uh, of, because you don't have to be a member of the House no. to be the Speaker of the House, right? Okay. No. So there's talk out there of, of having Trump be the Speaker of the House. Could you, could you just imagine the heads that would explode 
Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of heads would explode, but the reality is there's a process that would prevent that because the Kevin McCarthy's. Do you think Kevin McCarthy liked the Trump years? Do you think Kevin McCarthy oh, yeah, and that no, Romney's nieces and the GOP, they're celebrating. That's why the never Trump or scum to me are worse than the Daily Democrat. The Daily Democrat knows he's a half-assed, butter-handed gangster. The right. Republican, right. like the Illinois Republican, like the Brady's, like the Durkins, like the other Brady's, they all pretended to be on our side while they stabbed us in the back. Right. Right. And this is an opportunity. What Gates has demonstrated that if enough people get involved, the precinct level. Uh, oh, the precinct level, your ass. These are the good people running to Florida who will give Matt Gates a bright career and, for and as long have, as he wants one. He'll be thrown out of, out, of, out of, believe me, the establishment will cut him off. He'll have to declare himself an independent, which should be the next step. You want to know that happened in Florida because there were enough people that get involved in the precinct. Florida will build the wall between Florida and Georgia. The people of Florida don't even like to be called Republicans or conservative. And that's the next domino to fall. It's time to break up the duopoly of corruption. And today is the best start. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Today's the day. Now, what I would like to do, made my perfect system, all the people who fought for this, who will now be attacked by the corrupt corporatist Fabians calling themselves Republican, declare yourself independent, including Trump. Now I'm not a Republican. Now what? I mean, what are they going to do? Cut you out of the money? They cut you out anyway. That's why the money flows to the corrupt system. That's why they were nervous. The Democrats will certainly recruit the most liberal Republicans to establish... No, 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 no. Not liberal. Stop saying the verbiage of the fraud. The most Marxist. The most totalitarian. The most government supremacists they can. Like you. Because McClintock, what, what, what is his pedigree? How long has he been in office? A left-of-center coalition to run the House. This is exactly what happened in California in 1994. What are they going to do, pass omnibus bills? Are they going to blow out the, the, the stop limit on the, on the uh, debt? Are they going to remove the debt ceiling, you know, the way you did? Are they going to continue to give spendthrift to the most corrupt party this country's ever seen, specifically the most corrupt president, like you did? What can they do worse than you? A coalition speaker will move the administration to the House sharply to the left Ooh. and effectively end the Republican House majority that the people elected in 2022. I wonder, I wonder if we go sharply to the left, are they going to continue to fund the Azov Battalion and Ihor Kolomoisky posing as a country, the former Soviet Union known as Ukraine? Ryan and Niles. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thanks for making it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm about the removal of McCarthy, and I think we all should be celebrating today. I mean, when he was elected, he ran on a platform and he promised so many things, and he has not promised one thing. He said he was going to impeach Joe Biden. He's been slow burning it with this impeachment inquiry. We still have not uh, subpoenaed um, Merrick Garland, even Chris Ray, Anthony Fauci. What he's done, what he's done has been a facade. It's been a theater. It has no real follow-through. Where's the follow-through of Kevin McCarthy? And do you know what's funny about this Tom McClintock? Do you know that um, he, too, is from California? So let me get this straight. 
so, uh, a party, a specific party that took California from the hub of Reaganomics, the hub of Ronald Reagan, where Ronald Reagan turned it around in the shortest amount of time, won 49 of 50 states after his first term. Somebody who let that state fall into the communist capital of America, only second to, to Chicago, they're going to give us advice on how to win? What the hell does a California con artist Republican know about integrity? Know about solutions? He's a cohort of failure and corruption. And I'm going to take advice from Tom McClintock or, or, or McCarthy. These are two that should sit in the sidecar and go, go next to the Democrats. I'm tired of taking adv- advice from losers. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, he ran on a platform, empty promises. And I think the next thing we have to worry about is the left wing media is going to say that the Republican Party is in shambles and we can't fall for their narrative. I mean, this is a good thing today. We should be celebrating with your cigars and, you know, popping champagne. And it's a good new movement. And I think, you know, Matt Gates and others will put the right guy in place, actually have our voice and not just somebody else's. Ryan, thank you for the call. And when you're asked and when you're when you're heckled by the party of fraud, corruption and failure, we don't really have to say anything. After all, what the reality is, says it for themselves, whether it's New York or whether it's Chicago. Governor J.B. Pritzker is making a plea to President Biden to help with the migrant crisis. In addition to more funding, the governor, that's just the migrant crisis. What about the other real big problem? And in California, those laws are ever changing. I mean, look, I spent 17 years as a franchisee here in California. Ask any small business owner how many times they've actually read all the laws that passed the year before. You do- so they make it impossible for business. And then if you somehow had money. Hello, I'm Sheriff Mike Boucher. And I just wanted to bring a little bit of an alert to many people. I've been receiving phone calls from a lot of areas across Oakland County. There is, in fact, a rash of high-end burglaries that are occurring. High-end burglaries all over from Atlanta to New York City. Security consultant describes two groups engaged in the mass thefts. The first is highly organized. If you got 40 people going to a store and they're in and out within eight minutes, that's very well-planned. The second group, impressionable young people, triggered by a flash mob. All Democrats. In the last two years, we're told crime has skyrocketed. Each time they break a window or a door, it's $1,500. That's New York closing down. How about Philly? We're talking about dozens of arrests here after people broke into stores all across Philadelphia, taking whatever they could get their hands on. Watch this. What's the other part of the policy? Quality of life for the people who are honest, who work their whole lives, who pay taxes, who've played by the rules, who have insurance, who just trying to get their actual services. The border crisis surging. Officials telling NBC News there were over 200,000 illegal crossings at the southern border last month. And a record 3 million migrants crossed the border in the last year. Now a new warning, a thousand miles away in New York City, where officials tell us resources are overwhelmed. Across, including hospitals. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... Foreign 
policy, foreign policy, foreign policy. Before we, uh, before we bring on foreign policy discussion, let's clean up a couple of the lines. I love when people call in. All right, wait, hold on, Glenn, hold on, I'm going to get to you. We're going to go back to uh, my next guest, who you remember from the Reagan years. And if we're going to get back to some sort of common sense foreign policy, what's best for America, we're going to have to get back to some principles. When I think about principles, I think about Frank Gaffney. Frank, how are you? Frank? Are we playing hide-and-go-seek with Frank Gaffney? Because I've always wanted to play hide-and-go-seek with Frank Gaffney. Frank, are you there? All right. Apparently we're... Hey, Frank, are you there? Our signals cross. There we go. I am here, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> how are you? Listen, you know, I wanted to have you on because of all of the chaos, the corruption, and the foreign policy decisions that need to be made. And they need to be made with principle, and they need to be made with a clear, concise objective. And it's funny, when Dianne Feinstein bit the dust, died, you realize the kind of money that was made in foreign policy or in decisions by a senator who was really, outside of being married to Richard Bloom, I can't figure out how um, Dianne Feinstein not only drove around with a Chinese communist spy for 20 years and pretended he was part of her cabinet, but acquired a house in San Francisco for $21 million, house in Lake Tahoe for $36 million, a house in Aspen, Colorado, for $25 million, and a Gulfstream jet for $62 million. I would like all of that to stop. Can we break the culture of corruption that is our foreign policy? Uh, we have to understand, you know, it's like alcoholics. You have to understand you have a problem before you can do something about it. And at the moment, I think too many in Washington are still getting away with this very problematic behavior. Uh, there, there was another senator, by the way, who had a similar kind of trajectory. He's now the president of the United States. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, the most obvious and, asset of the Chinese Communist Party and the former Soviet Union. I mean, this is what we're really dealing with here. Correct. And so before before we you know, uh, can ask or answer, for that matter, the question, uh, will this all get fixed? Um, when you have people, I mean, serious people, um, you know, in the press and other walks of life, notably on Capitol Hill, insisting that there's nothing to see here in terms of Joe Biden and his um, obvious, you know, capture by the Chinese Communist Party, as you say, when when Diane Feinstein is uh, enthusiastically eulogized by people and nobody makes a mention of her capture by the Chinese Communist Party. It's, um, it, it's it's the kind of thing that suggests that there's at best a cognitive dissonance that we have to overcome and at worst a willful blindness that is going to make sure that we don't get it fixed. Frank, Chicago specifically has been entangled with the Chinese Communist Party and the culture of corruption since uh, Daley's moron son was the mayor, and specifically you can go back generations. And you realize that now we're sitting at the at a, at a point in Illinois history where a Chicago gangster by the name of J.B. Pritzker, although butter-handed he may be, is cutting deals with the Chinese Communist Party, offers him $8 billion to pretend to open up a battery company in China, and the company goes all the way back to corruption and, and been rejected in Michigan and California where people have protested. But yet the Illinoisans, for the most part, the, couple, the townspeople that will be affected are protesting, but the Illinoisans, for the most part, have kind of agreed with this culture of corruption and really haven't put kind of a, a fight against it. And you realize that this is an ideological war, not against people, 
or a country, but against government supremacy in the Chinese Communist Party, against an oligarch-run system in the former Soviet Union. And the politicians are agreeing with government supremacy and corruption, even if the people are resisting it. When did this change? Because I remember the Reagan years, even if you didn't agree with Reagan, you understood that his policy relied on strength, no question about it, but first promoted peace and diplomacy. This is lost in in the current American foreign policy scheme, isn't it? What is certainly lost is any measure of integrity and I think a sense of duty to the country. Uh, I mean, look, uh, the degree to which the problem that we were just discussing of what the Chinese call elite capture in the, you know, uh, political circle, yes, but also in various other government entities um, is a very, very real problem. And uh you know, our colleagues have done some great work on this, and I, you know, want to commend to your audience in particular um, uh, a sort of platform for uh, recognizing the extent of it at um, accountabilityinitiative.org. Uh, it, it, you know, basically scratches the surface, but it is an important way of sensing what is really wrong with this picture and holding people accountable for it. Yeah. So that's point one. But point two, I, I think you're you're basically right. The the concept of peace through strength is no longer operating. Uh, certainly not among the Biden cohort. I, I had a conversation today, and I'm I'm glad I have you today, and uh, I'm glad we were able to to to, to have this conversation because it, this is something you need to know. I had a conversation today with a guy who was a 25 year veteran for the Navy SEALs. 20. Five years in active duty. He retired. And he said, you know, when it was all over with, I looked back at my career and I had been in government since the 90s in, as a Navy SEAL. And think about what this guy must know, where he's been deployed, what he saw, what he's done. He said, and at the end of the day, I thought to myself, what was it for? And that's something all Americans are feeling. As you see the embarrassment, the Republicans and Democrats have perpetrated by the misuse of patriotism and patriots. You know, it was an uncle of mine who was in the Marine Corps and we lost our cousin. And he said, you know, so often warriors are controlled by cowards and the policy profiteering that goes by the wayside. This is not something any of the people who uh, are being kind of categorized as Republicans under the Reagan years would have sat idly by. I'm sure you're as offended as I am and the Navy SEAL was at some of the misuse policies that are being promoted by parties rather than by principles, aren't you? I am, and I have to say, Sean, it's been a while since we've talked, and uh, during the interval, one of the things that's really been brought home to me by the nomination of a fellow by the name of General C.Q. Brown, who has now been approved by the Senate uh, overwhelmingly in a sort of rubber stamp, honestly, as the next uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. In fact, he's now installed in that role. Uh, but it's it's been a real eye-opener because his... Um, 
well, how to describe it? His zealotry for the kind of agenda that uh, the Obama-Biden team has been promulgating in the armed services is an example of, I think, the kind of rot you're talking about. Yes. And by that, I mean that we've had, you know, basically the whole critical race theory, diversity, equity, inclusion, LGBTQ, transgender accommodations, climate change is the greatest danger we face. Claptrap basically inculcated into the leadership of the United States Armed Forces. And it's now permeating the ranks. And and so your Navy SEAL is absolutely right. And I think most warriors like him um, not only are sick of what they're seeing, Second, members don't go into the military, don't serve, which is a tragedy. Oh, of course it is. And you know, Frank, your history of this and your downfield perspective of this, you know that oftentimes a weak jab is just a setup and a distraction from what's really going on. And whether that's a fist fight or a policy, I'm wondering if you think these kind of appointments, this kind of uh, buffoonery, is actually a distraction tactic so that the people who are making up the country, who are the honest people working, the taxpayers, and the people who are demanding some sort of integrity in government, in policy, if they're not distracted by this so that the Leviathan can continue with his money laundering scheme and the policies of profiteering, be they Lloyd Austin or the Cheney family, can continue, is that maybe what's happening with this obvious of an unqualified dimwit put in a very important position. Could that be possible so that we take our eye off of the fact of Lloyd Austin's uh, brokerage commission checks from Raytheon and the rest of it? Do you think maybe that there is a point that some of the people who said, look, why don't you find our $6 trillion that you can't find? You say you lost before we start turning a blind eye in the, in the form of patriotism. After all, Joe Biden came in and made a mockery of everything our boys fought for over the last 20-plus years. Do you think maybe this might be a fraud when you see this kind of moronic appointment? I, I don't think so, um, for the simple reason that I don't think most people are paying attention. Yeah. So, so the whole object would be to be diverting their attention or yeah. you know, uh, confusing them. I don't think that's it. I think, unfortunately, we have true believers who are now taking down the last standing institution in the march through our institutions that the cultural Marxists have been practicing, as you know, Sean, for decades. And the military is being taken down as a result. And, you know, behind General C.Q. Brown, uh, Tommy Tuberville, senator from Alabama, has put a right now. Uh, but it turns out that something on the order of 42% of those 300 yeah. have records similar to CQ Brown's. That's why I'm gr- I hope that nobody gets appointed. I don't want anybody to get appointed. Let's just go let's go through through idle on this because the reality is Joe Biden's foreign policy, Joe Biden's mission with his misuse of our soldiers, of our money, of our of our military needs to come to a grinding halt. And when he's not uh, uh, making decisions, the decisions he makes are in futility anyway, as he appears to be paying off absolute and total corruption. That's something that I think is getting lost in translation as well, as so many people are trying to rally support for policies that are rooted in decades of corruption and pay-to-play schemes with Barack Obama's administration all the way through to Biden's. Do you think that 
at least there are more people aware of the of the of the situation in the former uh, Ukraine that was notably the most corrupt former Soviet Union country prior to this uh, uh, third world war appetizer. <laughs> well, that's a question for a much longer conversation. Uh, I, I think that we are witnessing um, corruption here that rivals whatever we think is going on there. Oh, I agree with and that. Are the reality, you know, the old uh, uh, moat in the eye point out of the Bible applies here. Uh, if we don't pay attention to the corruption that Joe Biden, and it really is, let's be clear, and I think you are very clear about this, Sean. This is the third. Obama Biden term. Yeah. His policies are basically those of the Biden, uh, you know, the the, the Obama uh, 1.0 and 2.0, and probably being brought to us by the same president, certainly the same team, and it is corrupt through and through. And I, I, I God only knows how long it's going to take us to unravel who profited. Oh. From uh, all this money being, I guess, laundered. Is yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you see? Ukraine or did you, someplace? Did you see the sure guy who is the he, the chairman of the Central Bank of Ukraine? You know, the entire country, the entire country, had a GDP of like 168 billion dollars. Did you see this scallywag driving around in a 600 and fifty thousand dollar Rolls Royce yesterday or over the weekend? Did you see it? It's. I mean, you're you're, you're making a joke out of everything, and you're using the tragedy of of true death of the paupers of the people as an excuse because you're using our good intentions against us. And that got me thinking about the easiest lunch date in Washington D.C. Some call vice president, and when she took the 1.5 billion dollars all over Central and South America to go to the most corrupt governments in Central and South America, and I'm not just specifically talking about the cartel country called Mexico, but through El Salvador, Nicaragua, Venezuela, all of the places we're experiencing the invasion of. And she was going to give them money so that their people didn't leave. And I'm wondering if that's more of the Obama control through chaos philosophy. And she, in fact, not only paid the most corrupt governments in central and south america to 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 not keep their people there but in fact to send them here and could that be an explanation of why we have six million illegal aliens in this country since since joe biden acquired the office and that is more than 30 states population in the country and apparently this has support in both parties it's a very interesting question let let me let me answer it with a another um thought question. Uh, what are the chances that when the guy we've been told is the big guy for a lot of this corruption, namely Joe Biden, yeah. was actually just a pass-through for the real big guy, oh. who is Barack Obama? See, Frank? I, I, I want to I know whether that's operating here because yeah. it takes this whole thing up a whole nother level. Sure it does, and that's been my accusation for at least two years now, because one thing you learn from being around these butter-handed, short-in-the-pants Chicago Democrats is that corruption trickles up, and that's exactly what he was. Joe Biden, in his best day, was a stooge. You and I both remember the late 80s. Not only was he an absolute adversary of Ronald Reagan, but he was a buffoon, and the people of the country had a higher standard of character where he was laughed off the stage in the late 80s. Only in this culture of acceptance in the Chicago Democrat mafia vein of governing could this dimwit be accepted. And the reality is it has no standards. And uh, what's next could actually be worse. Is that possible? 
hundred percent. And uh, that that could be every any number of choices, for that matter, yeah. from uh, um, you know the vice president uh, to Gavin Newsom to uh, Michelle Obama, for heaven's sakes. I mean, they couldn't get worse. Uh, it, it, it certainly can. Can it get better? I think so. And will it take us understanding um, the fix we're in properly? And uh, you do a fabulous job, you know, teaching all of us about this. And I, I, I think it's beginning to take. I think people oh, I in this too. country are actually uh, now more clued up about how serious the problem is and how unacceptable the idea of more of the same is. So, Frank Gaffney, if your next book is it is titled Trickle Up Corruption, can I at least get a mention in the foreword? Because I can't wait for you to write something else. And uh, you, you, you will get a footnote for sure. If not, <laughs> I appreciate it, Frank Gaffney. Where can everybody go? Because I know that you are the chairman of the Center for Security Policy and the author of the new book, Indictment. But where can they go to watch and, and to read your thoughts? Because I know you're always working. Where can they go to keep an eye on you? We have a television show called um, Securing America on the Real America Voice uh, Network. It's also run as an audio on the American Family Radio Network. Um, a lot of this is found at securingamerica.tv. Uh, if you're into that um, rather than uh, mm-hmm. uh, the airwaves. But the main thing I, I would just commend to everybody is um, the book, the indictment is essentially a product of uh, scores of webinars that we've conducted under the banner of one of our groups called the Committee on the Present Danger China. That website is presentdangerchina.org, and it is a treasure trove of information about um, many of the things we've talked about tonight and and a bunch of other things as well, and I really commend it to your audience as a, an educational tool that will make sure that they are actually clued up about the dangers we're facing. Well, Frank Gaffney, we either win in the end or we're going to have a cigar in the concentration camp. In either case, it's always a pleasure talking to Frank Gaffney. Thank you so much for making time for me. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. God bless you. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Doesn't know how to tell the truth if he absolutely has nothing to lose. That's what Kevin McCarthy just did. He's on every TV here in Studio Chicago. Every TV. CNN, MSNBC, you name it, he's on it. And he's giving the exact same speech he's given 1,000 times. The part where he pretends to be down with the American principles and an entrepreneur. He won the lottery. He bought a deli, sold his deli, opened the paper, saw a job for an intern, applied for the job and didn't get it. Then he won the seat. What he doesn't tell you is that from 1987, he worked for Congressman Bill Thomas. Bill Thomas is the congressman in California who was at the center of the Rubbergate scandal, where he was bouncing checks like he was actually a businessman, knowing that the people had to cover it because there's an obscure rule where Congress can never have a, a congressman can never have his check returned. They just get it covered. 1987 and 2002, Kevin McCarthy was Bill Thomas's lap dog. But he pretends to be, what, a businessman who sold his business? He was a punk kid who won 500000 on the lottery, bought a deli and pretended to have a job, knew right away it's too hard to earn money the honest way, so he went into government. And even in defeat, 
He cannot tell you the truth. He has to give you some bulldog speech he said a thousand times to raise money from good people to pretend to fight the Leviathan the whole time being a wing called the Fabians pretending to be conservatives. It's not good enough anymore. Christine, how are you? Thanks for calling. I am I am good. I just wanted to let you guys know that there is hope. I'm, I'm getting ready to attend an event um, by the Hyatt Magazine. I attended the Stag High School. First of all, you're Christine Shanahan McGovern. I only have Christine yes. up here. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi there. Um, so parents are really upset with the, the gender, you know, with boys changing in the girls' bathroom. And Stag yeah. High School <laughs> approved this. But they did not approve it for uh, Sandberg Andrew, which is in the same school district. So two weeks ago, I was at the school board meeting. There was about 400 people there. We were mad. I was denied being able to speak. Um, Dr. Mazine Barakatz was denied being able to speak. He's from Hyatt Magazine. So he's organizing this meeting tonight, actually, um, for everyone who's against this. And what's happening is um, the Arab American Family Services came out in support of this concept that boys can change in girls locker rooms so the muslim really? community is so mad yes and the mosque came out in support of this so they came out Mazzini, in support i just want to understand this yes the, yes the muslim mosque not the people but the people from the mosque they yes. came out in support of men changing with girls yes well, it's sick even though we know what happened in virginia we know yeah. when the school, when they, the kid raped the girl, beat the hell out of her, the school tried to cover it up, transferred him to another school, and the sick son of a dog did it again. So I'm wondering, uh, do any of these people who are in support of this, do they have daughters? Or do they just have the sick, twisted boys who want to pretend to be daughters? Well, in my opinion, I think the Arab American uh, Family Services is getting some sort of kickback with grants that they probably have been promised. So we'll have to look into that. The mosque, I have no idea. But when I was at the school board meeting, the dads, the moms, the grandparents of all of the, the students that were there uh, were so well, upset and so mad. So I'm excited but to hear... Do they have an ultimatum, Christine Shanahan McGovern? Do they have an ultimatum? Because here's the ultimatum. You do what I want, or I take my kid and the money you get for her name out of this freaking school. Do you have that? Because you got to have some follow-through, baby. I agree. I agree 100%. And that's what I'm going to tell some of the parents tonight. So tonight's the night. You either do what I say or the kid's out of the school and you stop getting the 30000 per kid. You want, to, you want to do it that way? See, because I'm tired of this screaming. I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm not going to argue with some sick son of a dog who wants his it's, degenerate son to pretend to be a girl and change with my girl. Because that ain't happening ever while I got blood in my veins. So either well, you do about, it my way or the kid's out of the school. What do you say about right. that? It's all about the HB 3195, the all-gender bathroom, which the lady that I am running against, she voted yes for it. I I just could picture all my life every woman I ever knew. If there's ever a man in the changing room, do you think they called their husbands or do you think they call me? Call me. That ain't going to happen. So either you do it my way or you get the money train stops. See, that's how you hurt these scam artists because they know they're in control of the purse strings. They get 30000 per name. Just take your kid out of the school. Would you really expose your daughter into changing with some boy? Never. Not on your life, kid. Never, never, never. Thank you so I, much, Chris. Never. I wish you to work. Can the people go to support you? Give me the rundown again. 
Okay, uh, ShanahanMcGovern.com or on Facebook, Christine Shanahan McGovern uh, for Illinois State Rep District 36. Also, we're having a meet and greet Saturday from 11 to 1 in Tinley Park at Bailey's. It's for Patricia Bonk running for State Rep District 30, Herb Haybine running for State Rep District But tonight, where's myself. where's the meeting for the pro-degenerates? Where's the meeting tonight? Tonight is at um, 12330 South Harlem in uh, Palis, and um, it's at the Hyatt Magazine office. Outrageous. So people are starting to come in now, and I'm telling you, I'm, just real quick, three weeks ago I went to the town hall meeting at the 21st Ward, and I've never seen so many African-American people who were so mad and yelling. Of course they are. I don't care what religion. I don't care what color you are. You're going to let somebody change with your daughters, your sisters, your wives, your mothers? Get the hell out of here. They were mad about the migrants. Please. Outrageous. The the tide is shifting, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Christine. Thank you very much. You know, I, 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 I went to a Starbucks as I go to. This just happened to me. And I felt, you know, it, it's, it's different when it's a girl. I'll twist it up in her mind. She had he and him. It's a girl. Got he and him. Named Nick. Just just happened right here on Algonquin Road. And, you you know, get in the car. What, do you want me to participate in that? Because you're a girl with purple hair and pink hair. and red. Look, you want to pretend to be a man. I got news for you, honey. Men are not equal. Oh, no, it's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a man. Because a man would never let a sick, twisted man insult or threaten his woman or any woman. Not a real man. Maybe some twisted pretend man would. Not real men. Especially if they're in any form of leadership. You're not really a leader. You're just a cohort of corruption. Because you know you want somebody at $30,000 per name. No decent people, if they could read, would turn their kids over to a, a school system where 5% in CPS, 5% can read. In the meantime, the, 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 the teachers, all fat, and stupid, can't say words and get to a sentence. All driving around in the big Lexus. Oh, yeah, the big infinity. All driving around, all, all, all with the cream puff jobs. Huh? You're not, you're not fooling me. Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, Sean, I'm sick of this term, extreme MAGA recall. So I'm firing back and saying you must be an extreme Biden Democrat dedicated to destroying life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I like it, and I feel like I just talked to that computer who wants to play thermonuclear war, too. Thank you very much. I am your father. (laughs) It was awesome. Glenn, we had him on all this. The the NSA changed his voice on it, because I've talked to Glenn before. You know, in the meantime, what was that scumbag Rod Blagojevich, that dimwit who married the gangster's daughter? Otherwise, you'd never know his fracking name. Him and his moron brother used two-bit bookies. Uh, what was it called? A Republicrat. That's what they called Republicrats. That's why you got to ditch, ditch the establishment at all costs. Where's uh, Tony here in Downers Grove? Hey, Tony. Hey, Sean. I'm, I don't know how I can follow deep throat, but um, <laughs> so I'm so, I'm so glad McCarthy's out. You could say what you want about Getz and 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 the little group that they always criticize, but you know what? They they held them. To some standards that when when they passed some other bills, they said, nope, not until you do this, this, and this. And, in fact, I don't care why if he, he went back on the Hastert standard. He violated it. I don't want to hear another congressman, a Republican, grandstanding saying, well, this could destroy our party. No, you put somebody out there who's going to do the job. It'll be you. It has nothing to do with the Democrats. you got the majority. Vote for somebody that, Tony, that will what? honestly do the job. I agree with you. What the last 20 years have shown you is that the right answer 
the right answers, fiscal responsibility, policies of peace, policies of true progression and true American principles does not have a party. There is no party. There's just, are you willing to accept the corruption in the Republican Party? Or are you going to admit that it's against their government and go with the scallywag Marxist called the Democrats? I'm not in on either one. Thank you, baby. Quick question. Yeah. East Melrose or West Melrose? First of all, there is no such thing as West Melrose. That's Stone Park. I'm from Melrose Park. West Melrose, that's a rumor. It's freaking Stone Park, for God's sakes. Think West Melrose. There's only Melrose, baby. And if you go west the 25th, you're in Stone Park. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. I can't believe this show's almost over. See, this is a good day, and that's why, Cream Puff Jim, you're going to whistle Dixie, kid. Because I'm not going to talk to you about Trump's social media. I don't want to depress anybody. We're reminding them that there's scallywag mafia supporters out there called Chicago Democrats. Go your own way. Go for a walk. In the meantime, here's what would be acceptable by guys like Cream Puff Jim and those half-assed gangsters who just want the pension. The idea that you have judges that are so political, they boast about their corruption. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where, like, oh, my, my heaven's sake, how could they have thought that? Well, I have a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And, all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law. I'm, I'm an impartial referee. But it's hard to factor out my own emotions. That's Justice Arthur F. Egeron what he's telling you is he'll do whatever he wants to do, regardless of the principle of American law. This crooked Democrat fish face scum. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, is it just like another case? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Oh, and, and by the way, I worked for the Columbia Daily Spectator for a couple of weeks. What happened was I went there every day and I wrote a few stories. One I got criticized on because I wrote that some uh, Ku Klux Klaners had murdered some people and and I was told, you can't say that. How do we know? You weren't there. Well, that was what everybody thought. Anyway, yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, That's how it usually comes up. You know, you call somebody a murderer or a heroin addict, that sort of thing, a pedophile. If it's done in court, you should immediately be disbarred. Immediately disbar this political whore, this dimwit in a robe. It's no justice when there's Democrats, there's just political persecution. 
has nothing to do with prosecution. And the idea that this fish face fraud can even talk about a case of which there is no harm done. Both parties came to an agreement, a meeting in their minds. He's being sued for an agreement he followed through on. Unlike every Democrat scum scallywag who walked away from their mortgages, even though they could pay it. Just if you vote Democrat, these whores stay in power. That's why I won't take them. Sorry, Jim. Ain't taking you. In the meantime, here's something else that I find funny. LaFonza. Is that a name? LaFonza Butler. She's the new senator from California. Now, she's not lived in California for three franken years. She's your senator. And I'll tell you what, you moron Democrats who have had the greatest state in the world destroyed by policy. You'll shut up and you'll take it. Good to see you. Uh, you have worked with Emily's List in the past, and I'm curious uh, what your reaction is uh, to LaFonza Butler as a U.S. senator. Yeah, this is a phenomenal choice for the governor. I mean, she not only makes history being the first black lesbian in the Senate, but... She's the first senator who doesn't live in the state that's open about it. Only the Democrat mafia would tolerate it. Not good enough for me. We'll be back in 21 hours to expose this rat corrupt mafia posing as a party in both cases tomorrow. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.